Hello, and thanks for tuning in to a special bonus episode of Room for Improvement, the podcast where the editorial team from Your Home and Homestyle magazines take on your questions about all things interiors. I'm Rebecca Messina, our digital editor, and with me today, we've got Homestyle editor, Kirsty Duig. Hello, Kirsty. Hello, Rebecca. And we've also got a very special guest. If you've been following us on socials, you might have seen this, but joining us today is Annie Sloan. She is the inventor of chalk paint, a world-renowned expert on colour, and now also a CBE. Congratulations. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us. Hello. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> and you might have noticed I didn't say in the studio this time. That's because we're not in the studio. We are on the road. This episode is being recorded at the Annie Sloan HQ in Oxford, and we're all very excited to take a little tour afterwards. So without further ado, let's dig into the questions you've sent in. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer in a future episode, send us an email at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk. Our first question comes from Mari, and it's about an upcycling project that's hit a messy obstacle. She says, I'm in the process of stripping old paint off a dresser the top coat is mostly off however the undercoat is proving more difficult it's very powdery any suggestions on what i can use to remove i've tried paint stripper it's just spreading the paint or should i just continue sanding it gosh that sounds like a bit of a it's the powdery bit that's that's confusing me i don't know what that is i mean in future what i would do is say that um a painted piece of furniture with my paint you don't have to remove the paint that is the thing because yes what's happening is you start removing and you find all sorts of things so as long as the paint isn't actually flaking and coming off then just paint it just go right over it if it's very glossy paint we used to get lots of old pieces that are glossy mm. I would just lightly sand it so that it's bit of a key because it's so glossy and sometimes a little bit too oily so you need to sand it a bit but not mad you don't have to go crazy about it the whole point about my paint is that it doesn't stop the creativity yeah (laughs) that's what I hate having to get a piece of furniture and then you spend hours and hours stripping yeah, yeah, I think that's what yeah. puts people off sometimes as well. They're daunted by the prep work. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, the it, prep is painful. Yes. It is. I, it's we, messy. It is. We, I, My old house, we decided we would take all the paint off the banisters, oh. which was such a bad idea. And we started sanding it. And, of course, we couldn't get into all the nooks and crannies. No, so we ended up having to get a heat gun, oh. um, which then sort of, bubbles and kind of makes the horrible smell and kept setting off all the fire alarms so then we had to go buy shower caps <laughs> to put on the fire alarms so it was a whole big thing and um should have just used your paint annie and painted it exactly it. straight <laughs> over it yeah and could you use a heat gun in this scenario well you could yeah i would take the piece of furniture outside if you're going to use the heat gun mm-hmm. um, because the thing is the heat gun itself obviously is not using any toxic chemicals but you're heating the paint and you yeah. don't know what is in that these paint. are old paint paints and and Mm. probably I mean very old paints have got lead in them and so you really don't know what you're doing so you do have to be a little bit careful I mean lead builds up over many years so it's not really serious but it's not it's not the best thing to do no and so yeah wear a face mask basically if you're going to do that if you want to be really careful it's Um, it's really oil-based paints the Mm -hmm. old oil-based paints and that now all paints are water-based so, I mean, because Mari started sanding it and has now got to this flaky layer, probably mm. I would either continue to sand it or if there's any bits that really won't come off. As Like Annie said, as long as they're smooth, mm. it doesn't matter because then you can just paint over it. Absolutely right. Perfect. Hope that helps, mm. Mari. Do send us a photo when you're finished as well.
The next up, we've got a colour question from Claire. She wrote to us via email. She says, I've not been in my house long and I'm decorating each room as cost efficiently as I can. My next big room is the kitchen. I can't afford to get a whole new kitchen, so I've been looking at painting the currently cream kitchen cabinets to another colour. Please can you help me with what is the best paint to buy and the colours available? Ah, what a wonderful question, because <laughs> I just love the way that my paint can just completely transform a kitchen. So cream, yes, very practical, good idea and all the rest of it. It goes with everything. But it's a little bit dull, I would say. Mm. And it doesn't give that little bit of oomph to the room. So I would go for a colour, an interesting colour, something, I mean, I've been seeing some incredible pink kitchens. Mm. Which love is, a pink kitchen. <laughs> I love what kind it. of pink are we talking? Like a dusky or bright pink? Everything, yeah, everything, everything. I mean, I've seen dusky pink, sort of salmony. We have a colour called Scandinavian pink, sort mm-hmm. of quite earthy. But you can also do a much more, you could do a real Barbie pink, you know, Capri pink, beautiful, beautiful. And what else? A, a very soft pale pink, Antoinette, very sort of, it's quite earthy, but it's mm, soft, yeah. quite pretty, but not too girly. Not no, too sort I of, love your Capri pink. Yeah, it's I, amazing. I should have painted my kitchen Capri <laughs> pink. What, what did you go with? Well, my, pink, my kitchen's like a cashmere colour, which is sort of, you know, like a kind of mushroom colour. Oh, right. But it's because my whole downstairs is open plan. Yeah. So it leads into like a little dining room area and that's got a really bold wallpaper. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't want it to kind of clash. I think nowadays colours, you can do anything you like. So you could have a black kitchen. You can have a a yellow kitchen. Both are just wonderful. And if you wanted, you could even have colours, different ones. So at the bottom cabinets can be a darker colour and the top cabinets a lighter colour. So, you know, you've got a bit of variation or... if you've got a, if you're lucky enough to have a kitchen island, which is gorgeous, mm. then you can paint that perhaps a really quite strong colour, a lovely blue of some sort, and then the round maybe something a little bit more mellow if you're a bit scared because I know people are scared of colour, <laughs> <laughs> but go for it um, or do something on the walls which is bright and strong. Mm. In mine, I've actually got French linen, which is quite a conservative colour. I had to make a decision quickly and I wasn't sure when I first had it done. But around it, I've got Antibes green, which is a very strong colour. Mm. And I've got also, I painted a mural. So I've got lots of colours behind the splashback. Lovely. So, yeah, there's lots of stuff going on. Yeah. I think there's there's also, actually, if you've got a really sound wooden kitchen, mm. don't be disappointed that you can't afford to replace it no. because mm. what you're likely to replace it with is likely to be chipboard with, with laminate very true and actually you've got a quality kitchen so so it's a real bonus when I moved into my current house there was a wooden kitchen but it was just collapsed and inside the shelving was all chipboard and Mm. it was it was just dangerous you couldn't put anything on it which was a real disappointment because I was actually quite excited thinking great I can paint the kitchen but I did have to replace it and I do now have chipboard and laminate because I couldn't (laughs) afford uh, you know a solid wood kitchen yeah it's so expensive so expensive yeah yeah. yeah. so rejoice rejoice in your wooden kitchen very good very good (laughs) advice that excellent yes So now we've got a question from Andy who got in touch over email and he asks, can I paint over linoleum tiles? Um, It's a difficult one because are we sure they're linoleum? 
because real lino is actually an oil-based product and probably quite old-fashioned. So if it really is, then yes, you can. But if it, it well, it depends if they're very old. I, this is one where you have to little do a little testing. Yeah. Um, I've painted over loads and loads of surfaces from concrete to stone to all sorts of tiles, which have worked really, really well. You do need to seal them. Very, very shiny won't work. But if these, if Andy's a real lino and it's old, mm. then I would go for it. Yes. Yeah. But and you don't need taste. to do anything first. You can just. No. Straight away. Depending. Yeah. And it depends what you're using. I, I did a bit of research because I've never painted linoleum. Mm. I've painted tiles and various other mm. things. But mm. what I read was that you need to sand it, obviously, to create a bit of a key. And then it's said to apply something that is called a liquid deglosser. And I think that's like an American term. No, I think this isn't. So no. it's probably not. Well, also, I would say if it's new, you see, I don't think there's many new linos coming mm. out. No. Not like that. And, and they were never very, very shiny anyway. No. Yeah. So you can um, probably just paint it. I would think so. I mean, if it's old, we just don't know enough about this one. No. Yeah. Um, no. Andy, tell us more. Yes. <laughs> and I guess the tricky thing is when you're painting floor tiles is it's high traffic. Yes. So it's it's never going to last, is it, for years and well, years and years? Or, well, it depends or how it. high. Well, we have a very strong lacquer. So the lacquer, so if it's a shiny lacquer, it lasts a lot longer than a matte lacquer, just the way, that's just chemistry, it's the way it is. So what we suggest is you do it, if you don't want it to be shiny, then do a shiny one first, the gloss lacquer first, yeah. and then over that, I know it's a lot of work, but you have to do a second layer and do the matte one. That will make it strong. Oh, well, that's really good advice. Yeah. That's re- because actually you can do that, you know, if you're upcycling any flooring, yes. that's a really good tip. Yeah. And yeah. it's worth putting the extra effort in. It's worth taking the time. Yeah, yes. especially in a high traffic area. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, yeah. it's a lot of work. There'll be a lot more work to do it again. If it yeah, it is. Yeah. So what I would say to Andy, test a bit first. Yeah. And can you take up linoleum tiles fairly easily if you wanted to see what was underneath? Yes, yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, linoleum tiles, you can rip them up. What you might find is you've got loads of nasty glue left Mm. underneath, which is really very, very difficult to get off. So if you do, then you basically you need to replace the flooring with something else. Yeah, or can can you cover them up? Could you put like... Um, it's not advisable like, to no. cover them. It's better to take them up and then put new flooring down because the problem is if you're if you're sticking something on top of lino, then you're not starting with a good, clean, solid surface. Also so. doors and other cabinets and things yeah. you'll find it... No, it all ends in tears. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andy, I did try and find the low effort option there, but there will be a bit of work involved in any case, I think. So our next question is from one of our Instagram followers who goes by the handle McWilliamsRosie. She says, how should I use colour in a long, deep, dark room? Oh, dear. It's a perennial question. People have dark houses, dark rooms, and it just happens. I would suggest you either go for the dark look. So I have an office which has actually only one window and it's actually going to be very dark anyway. Mm. And the window is actually into another room. So the office is dark. So what I've done is go for a very cosy look and I've painted the whole thing Napoleonic blue and we have lights on in it. And it's, I mean, I love the atmosphere it makes. It is something I'd done before and I know it works. It gives it a very a cosy, warm and just atmospheric room. Mm. So that's 
a really good way. So you go for it. It does mean you have to put electric lights on, though. I was going to say, what kind of lighting have you gone for to kind of there, create the Nothing's mood? from above because it's actually a, a low ceiling as well. It's, it's <laughs> the worst of everything. Um, so the sort of lighting that I've gone for is some table lamps around and also some ankle poises. So mm. it's quite direct and, and um, focused local lighting rather than the whole room yeah but it is very atmospheric everyone goes oh cozy (laughs) and then you can go in the other direction as well so yes the other direction would be to go what i wouldn't do the one thing i would say do not paint it white Mm -hmm. the thing about white is that in shadow it's basically gray and a rather dull gray at that so what i would go for is color and I know people are scared (laughs) and you need to be quite strong with it as well so you don't want to I've tried doing things like um, a color I've got which is called old ochre it's quite a sort of mellow color Mm -hmm. well it just looks quite sad in a dark room so what you need is a a strongish like a good yellow color that really says yellow Mm. Or, or any other colour. I mean, blues you have to be careful of. You need a warmish blue rather than a cold blue because it start can start to feel a bit bit sort of north windy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and greens are the same. You need a warm green to make it look really quite cosy. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon, Kirsty? You've done up a lot of rooms in your time. Have you done any long, deep, dark ones? I have, and that pretty much describes my downstairs um, because the front is north-facing and the back is south-facing, but it's a kitchen and it's a small extension. So it then blocks all the light from the little central sort of dining area. So what I did was embrace the dark and I went with like a really plummy colour. Gorgeous. And it's cosy and I've got lots of sort of, I've got like a pink velvet kind of bonquette in there and it's just really lovely and cozy and nice and then um it doesn't ever feel stark or or cold it just feels really warm and then in the other room I've gone with like a really dusky kind of pink with lots of yellow undertones so again it feels really warm and I've got nice kind of mossy green sofas in there so it's all it's all kind of cozy I like the cozy vibe basically fight it you know if you're in the UK you're fighting a losing battle if you want a light airy home exactly and I love Scandi and I love i love japandi i love all those vibes but for my little house it just wouldn't work it Mm. just would have felt really cold and stark Uh, so i yeah i kind of went the other way and went cozy so i think that's what i would do if if i had that long dark room i'd Mm. just embrace it like annie said and go really cozy and task lighting yeah like annie said it's just absolutely key loads of loads of spotlights and then you can introduce lots of lovely pattern Mm. i love lampshades Mm -hmm. i love fabric yeah i'm obsessed when fabric is so good as well for bringing that warm feel exactly and I would also try to put lots of pictures because I was remembering a flat I had in London which had this long long dark corridor down one side and you just couldn't do very much with it so I did it dark but I also put lots and lots of pictures down it so it was just exciting looking just interesting yeah made it interesting you didn't look at the longness of it all (laughs) no I think that's I think that's true and it does you know pictures are brilliant way of introducing pattern or colour you can Mm. tie your pictures you can tie your pictures in with your colour they don't have to be a sort of photographs or you don't you know you don't have to collate this big gallery wall because I think again people feel intimidated Mm. because they see the kind of term gallery wall and they think oh I've got to curate something well you don't you Mm. just pick things that 
talk to you that you yeah. like mm. that's what I do I love browsing uh, kind of art websites or prints I just yeah. love it I can't buy anymore I'm just not allowed <laughs> but um yeah I've got a stack of things I just don't even have anywhere to put mm, because me yeah too. <laughs> <laughs> so there's loads of ideas there Rosie hopefully that helps Our final question this week is from Daisy, who messaged on Instagram to say that she is currently restoring a teak G-Plan coffee table. She says, I've sanded the top and removed all of the scratches and watermarks, but now I'm not sure how best to seal the wood. I was going to use Danish oil, but I read this might flake in the sun and it's best to use a teak sealant. But this costs more than I paid for the table. Can you help? Yes. Um, Loads of people think that G-Plan is really, really special. Well, it is. It's fantastically well made. It's it's good quality. But there was, I mean, hundreds. I mean, it was it's manufactured. L- loads of people had it, so it's not worth lots of money. Only in that it's good. You know, it's good value. So I would paint the base of the table. It says it's teak, but in fact, real teak doesn't really like any paint at all. So I don't think it will. I'm pretty sure they say teak, but it's a teak look mm. wood but it is real wood. And I would wax the top if I were you, because wax can really, it can bring and enhance wood really, really well. We have three different waxes. We have clear wax, but we also have a black one, which I wouldn't recommend. You might find that the brown wax works quite well, and we have a white wax, which I wouldn't say. But if I were you... I would probably put clear wax on it first. Mm-hmm. And if you're finding it wasn't really enhancing enough, maybe just add while the clear wax is still wet, as it were, put on the dark wax just to sort of give it a bit of body. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you have to see what it is because every bit of teak is different. Every yeah. bit of wood is different. Every bit of G-plan is different. And will but, that stop watermarks and, and things? If Would you always want to use a coaster anyway? I mean, once the wax is absolutely dry, it is incredibly strong. But initially, yes, use a coaster. But I mean, I've got stuff that I don't do anything with. And actually, if it does mark a bit, I just get the clear wax out and it comes out of coffee stain or something. It just go over and it's fine. And you talked a bit about the G-Plan stuff, you know, being mass produced. So does that mean that Daisy shouldn't have any qualms about painting the entire piece? I know sometimes people are reluctant to do that with real wood. Oh, goodness me. No, she can paint the whole thing. It would be absolutely... I mean, I think it's because people think mid-century modern, oh, it's very valuable. But really, the only valuable stuff is the stuff which is named, you know, not G-Plan, but sort of there's some Danish companies. They are designer pieces. And so I would... I would probably think that's not a good idea. No. <laughs> but you can always find them at the back, can't you? You'll see it um, yeah. somewhere, the, the name of it. Look it up. See what it looks like. See yeah. What, yeah. See what the prices are. Yeah. And, I, and you know, like you're saying, all that kind of wood, the brown furniture, all that solid wood furniture that actually was quite mass produced mm. um, is brilliant for upcycling. Yeah. Because it's really good quality. It's solid wood. It's not chipboard, like we were saying before. And you can just bring so much personality to it, repurpose it. One of the things that people do say, oh, it's wood. Don't paint it. That's a terrible thing to do. Mm. But if you go to the auctions, you know, at the end of the auctions, there is so much wooden furniture. And do you know where it goes? Landfill. Mm. So don't feel bad about it. And if you want to buy, if you love wood, buy all the wood furniture up. Please do that. But you won't be able to because there is so much. And and it will just go into landfill. We don't want that. No, no. Paint it. 
I know, yeah, paint it, give it personality. <laughs> yes, and it's your own unique piece that will yeah. work in your house. It looks fantastic. There's so many different ways. It's a whole journey. I mean, painting furniture is amazing because, yeah, you can do one thing uh, today and another thing another day with the same piece of furniture. Yeah. There's so many, not just colours, but techniques and ideas for it all. Yeah, lovely I mean, stenciling. I've seen some lovely yeah. projects you've done, actually, with stencils. Thank you. And, and textures and washers and washers over over wet wax I mean it, it's a real really incredible frottage lots of um, lots of patterns you can add gilding you can do other it, I mean, it is an amazing thing <laughs> and actually if it goes wrong it doesn't matter because no. it's paint so you just paint exactly. over it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes a coffee table is quite a good one to start with that was the first thing I mm. upcycled because it's the, sh the shape is quite simple and then you can use color on the legs you can sort of play around with that a bit and it's all relatively straightforward top tip turn it upside down paint the top of it uh, the bottom of it underneath bit and then turn it round because then you won't have to be going oh i missed a bit oh i missed a bit <laughs> <laughs> yes that, exactly I mean, that's making me feel bad now because i didn't do anything well. to the other side. i'm just the only person who sees underneath is the dog when he's lying under there so it's not too bad <laughs> that's all we've got time for thanks so much again annie for joining us and thank you to kirsty and thanks to you for tuning into this room for improvement special you can check out the show notes for links to the products that we've mentioned today you can find that at yourhomestyle.uk so thanks for joining us and don't forget if you have a decor dilemma for our panel send it to us at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk <laughs> <laughs>